0: Hello and welcome to the Qubit Guy podcast, brought to you by Classic, the quantum algorithm design company. My name is Yuval, and my guest today is Eduardo Miranda, composer and professor of music at the University of Plymouth. We talk about what quantum music is, how quantum computers help in composing and performing music, how to turn my violin into a Stradivarius, and much more. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please let us know how we did by emailing hello at classic.io, that's hello at SSIQ.io. Hello Eduardo, and thank you for joining me today.
1: Hello, Um, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for the opportunity.
0: So who are you and what do you do?
1: Okay, well, um, sometimes I introduce myself as a, a composer with a background in computing. And some other times, I introduced myself as a computer scientist with a musical background. So I've studied both topics at college and at postgraduate levels. And I have been working professionally on both camps, uh, most of the time at the intersection of art and science. And currently, I am a professor in computer music at the um, University of Plymouth in the UK.
0: My first encounter with computer music was when I was a kid. I went to the Computer Science Museum or Computer Museum in Boston, and there was an, an exhibition with, uh, by Ray Kurzweil. It was okay. an automatic accompanist, so you could play the violin, and then the piano part would automatically follow you. But I, I don't think that's exactly what you are working on. So, and which, By the way, if such a product existed, I would buy it on a heartbeat. So tell yeah. me about your work. What are you composing? What is quantum music?
1: Okay, um, I, I've been at this interse- intersection of music and computing for since you know uh, I started studying. Um, probably because I'm not a very talented performer, I started to use computers to to make sounds for me. And uh, so I've been programming machines to to synthesize sounds and also to help me. Um, to come up with ideas for compositions for the last 30 years or so. And, um, I mean, this relationship of composers and and computers is is a long-standing one. Since the 1950s, composers having been uh, exploring computers to compose, and it's a natural progression, I think, um, that um, composers um, will inevitably start exploring the possibilities of quantum computing in in musical composition and other musical tasks as well. So for the last three years or so, I've been um, immersing myself first to learn about um, quantum computing. It's it's not an easy thing to do as a uh, self-taught person. Um, It's a completely different mindset from classical programming. But um, I got there eventually, and um, at the moment I'm exploring um, how quantum computing ideas may harness uh, my creativity. And hopefully I should be able to formalize these thoughts um, um, in ways in which I can pass on my discoveries to other other colleagues and musicians that uh, might be interested in exploring this. So um, yeah, so that that's basically what I, I'm, I'm up to
0: these days. So, what is the quantum computer composing? Is it the melody? Is it the accompanist? Is it the exact sound or harmonics? What part is done using a computer, and what part is done with a human?
1: Okay, um, this is a multi faceted question, Um, there are many ways to answer this. Um, My answer is what I I am doing. Um, I've been always interested in um, programming machines to produce materials for me to compose with. So these materials may be either synthesized sounds which I then take to the studio and work um, work with the sounds, shaping the sounds to achieve particular musical ideas and so on. This is what um, uh, the so-called electroacoustic music composers do, you know, it's purely electronically composed sounds in music. And I also uh, program machines to generate um, uh, musical materials which can be saved. Um, um, as uh, MIDI data, which is a form of encoding music, which I can then upload into musical editors you know, to see the scores. And, and then I can work with these scores to, to craft my, my music. So um, because computers intrinsically are generators and processors of data, the art of composing with computers is to translate ideas into data, in a, in a format that computers can process for you, and then translate the results of from this processing back into some form um, of musical representation that you can work with. Um, so computers basically produce patterns and data for me, which I then develop uh, ways to translate into musical forms which I can then um, take to the studio, take to my workstation in my office and, and so on, and, and craft these into musical compositions. Um, I am not um, so keen of the idea of using computers to replace human creativity. Um, you know, AI can do wonderful things uh, like you know, uh, compose pastiches of non-composers and so on. I'm more interested in using computers to harness creativity, to come up with ideas and materials that would probably not have been possible to do manually, and and I think this is the wonderful thing about technology and, and the the era we are on, uh, um, especially now, with such um, different emerging technology that 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 is uh, is coming. Where does the
0: quantum fit in? I mean. Most of what you said until now, I would think could be done on a classical computer as well. I mean, let's ignore the number of qubits required and so on. But in terms of algorithmically, if I wanted to build a state machine that says, you know, Mifasola, C. what's the next node? Is it a door? Is it something else? I could probably build it classically. Where does quantum come in?
1: Correct. You are absolutely um, spot on. Um, that is what my research is about. You know, um, what, what is it in quantum algorithms, the quantum way of thinking, that um, could bring a different way of doing things? Um, at the moment, um, what I have been doing is to see whether I can extend what has been done classically in the quantum realm. So that, you know, I wanted to learn. I, I'm learning. I'm in a learning process at the moment where I am experimenting with um, very traditional ways of generating music using machines, but translating these processes into quantum processes. Now, I've been learning a number of things. For example, that um, there are bottlenecks in... Classical machine learning uh, algorithms for for music, which makes learning very slow. Um, And this, you know, if you want to learn musical um, vocabularies, musical styles, or or ways of generating music by looking at how people do it, um, it takes a long time for classical machines to do that. So you would not be able to kind of work with computers on the spot, you know, on a real-time performance situation, you would have to train machines to do that beforehand. But I'm beginning to realize that perhaps if we have um, hybrid machines where some form of quantum processing can speed up this learning task, um, we may be able to interact with the machine in much more sophisticated ways, um, where you know, instead of learning, for example, um, as we do at the moment, you know, we have one machine that is looking at one musician performing and interacting with that single musician alone on stage. We may have a situation where we, we may have an orchestra that is being watched by by a machine. And this machine is then producing responses at that level, at the level of the orchestral composition. So things can become more complex um, and you may be able to process much larger um, amount of data in a much shorter uh, period of time. And I think this is exciting from from a musical performance and composition point of view. So that's only one of the aspects where, you know, people can ask, well, what is the advantage of quantum, you know, uh, uh, over classic? But to be completely honest with you, I mean, not just thinking in terms of advantages, I'm also thinking in terms of a different approach, different ways of, of composing. And this is what I am very excited about um, in, in my research.
0: I think it's fascinating that a lot of the quantum terms have musical analogies. I mean, for instance, when you think about superposition, I mean, that's harmonics in music. When you think about interference, that could be the reason that if I play C and C sharp at the same time, it sounds bad. Correct. Um, so so I think the foundation is there. It what... is.
1: I mean, if you think of the, of the, the wave function, Now, for a musician, that is very natural to think in terms... Now, a sound is a wave function where you have many components um, with different amplitudes that shape shaping the timbre. So a timbre is or can be thought of as a quantum state.
0: What is the desired output? Will the quantum computer generate sheet music, a musical score that someone, an orchestra or a group can play, or is it really just sound that could be either standalone or together with a human performer?
1: I think both, Yuval. Uh, I think both are uh, valid um, um, pathways um, to explore this. Because I am a composer that have been, I have been working with um, contemporary classical music, and I've been composing for orchestras and so on. So I'm interested in this orchestral side of things. Especially, um, I'm interested in using machines to help me to orchestrate, to help me finding the right combination of instruments in that orchestra that will give me particular timbres of particular effects and so on. This goes back to what we just uh, talked, you know, briefly about thinking about timbre as a wave function. So if I can, um, if, if I can give the machine, you know, a sound and then say machine, please give me the orchestration that will give him a sound that sounds like this, you know, that would be wonderful. And, and these are the sorts of things that I'm looking at. But having said, said this, um, the the idea that you can use uh, you know um, computers as musical instruments as synthesizers is also very attractive, um, and I think there is a lot of potential to have uh, some sort of quantum musical instruments that you can um, play in real time. Um, I think what kind of sounds it can produce or will produce that. Uh, that, that is up to us to dream of, you know, and, and and build these things.
0: So if you think about the arrangement for orchestra, I mean, one of the famous pieces is pictures in an exhibition. You know, Mussorgsky has the piano score and then Ravel did the orchestration. Do you think yeah. one day we'll see a, a computer-generated orchestration of the pictures of exhibition, pictures yeah. At exhibition?
1: Yeah, I mean, I have no doubt about this. No, uh, This can be achieved today with classical computing. There that, that is, you uh, know... Uh, it, it, the, I think the problem here and the bottom of the problem is that there are so many combinations um, that it would take ages for, for a human you know, being to go through all these combinations and find the one that are the, the ones that are suitable, the ones that would work. Even in terms of the, uh, you know, to figure out that a flute cannot play a note that's too low, or or a violin, you know, cannot play um, certain intervals that are impossible for a for a player to make. So th- these are the kinds of knowledge that traditional classical AI doesn't have, because it's it's too much, too much information to put in the system. Whereas if we are if we have an unlimited possibility of Processing power, we can put all this kind of information in a system, and the system can do these sorts of things for you in a much more um, optimized way.
0: So that ties the quantum machine learning being able to say, well, this is how Berlioz did it, or this is how Brahms would do this orchestration. I mean, correct. Sorry, I'm going back to the classical period, but and then say, I want an orchestration in the style of yes, uh, this person. Correct.
1: Correct. I think that that is. That, that is the next frontier, I think, computer-aided composition. Um, for now, what we've got is, is pitch generators, right? So uh, a computer generates notes that people often uh, play on a, on a piano, synthesized piano, and, and then the composer goes there and orchestrates these and makes the, uh, the arrangements and so on. But I think now we can begin to think about going to the next level now, also generate timbre, also generate combinations, and perhaps even be able to, um, to have s- sorts of catalogs of emotional things that you may want to achieve with the music. Um, you know, as a musician yourself, you, you may know that Oz. Wrote a treatise of orchestration where he says, No, he tells composers, if you want uh, a melody to sound happy, you combine these and these instruments, if you want uh, it to sound aggressive, you combine such and such instruments. So, you know, he wrote a recipe for composers to achieve specific moods with the resources of the time, of course. But these kind of things now can, can begin to get automated, you know, and I think um and i think the uh quantum computers will enable us to to get more sophistication on these automations that's my my um
0: my wish anyway forgive my ignorance but has a quantum computer piece been performed or recorded by a professional group is are there recordings available where the music was composed by a quantum computer
1: um well incidentally um y- yes uh, um i've i've been doing this uh, uh, this um on a more experimental level um i composed a piece which i entitled uh, Zeno, xeno um, which is for um, a bass clarinet and um and electronic sounds so what i do um I wrote um, the bass clarinet part, the performer plays um, the notes and so on. And then um, my uh, laptop listens to the notes and um, represents these notes in a way in which I can encode them as states in an array of qubits. And then I send this to a quantum machine over the cloud get the uh, qubits measured with uh, some quantum algorithms that I designed, and I get the results back, and these results are then converted into sounds that are played alongside the bass clarinet. Of course, I have to account for the delays in transmission and conversions and so on, but this is all part of the, uh, of the composition. Um, so I've got a recording of it, which um, will be uh, available for the listeners of this um, podcast. Um, And um, at the moment, um, I'm working on a major um, piece where um, I'm going to put together all the arsenal of algorithms and experiments that I've been developing, um, which is a piece for an orchestra of 10 musicians. And um, there will be um, some of the instruments will be connected um, to a um, a computer on the stage, which is also converting the the materials they play into a format that is suitable for um, um, for feeding uh, quantum algorithms that will be processing the sounds and and the music and generating responses in real time at the concert. So this is a major piece. Um, for orchestra, which I believe it might be, I don't know, it might be the first of doing this. I'm always cautious to say this is the first, but it may be a a unique, let's say, um, piece of music where um, I'm going to put into, you know, into practice the number of things that I've been developing.
0: It sounds like uh, just like a professional musician or a professional athlete, it takes a lot of work and effort to make it sound effortless. <laughs> I, a lot I know, of things...
1: I know, Yuval. I mean, I've, I've been working on this. I would say that this composition has been on the makings for the last three years, you know, since 19, uh, 20, uh, 2018, 19, uh, when I began to explore. Quantum computing, you know, I probably unconsciously started thinking about how I can put into practice into a into a, a composition, a real composition, and and I think you know the time now has come where this composition will have to be to be made, and and I started um, actually writing it um, two months ago. So I've got two pages already, <laughs> but uh, it's it's a lot of effort, you know. Uh, it's uh, but that's that's the joy of it, you know. I think that's the that's what a composer
0: does. Absolutely. And so, as we get close to the end of our conversation, I just wanted to ask you about uh, timbre or pitch and so on. Would do you think that a quantum computer can help, so for instance, make my violin sound like a Stradivarius? Could change the Composition of the tone, so it sounds like a higher quality instrument.
1: Um, that is an interesting question. Um, I think, I mean, I, it depends. You know, if if you manage to build a model of the Stradivarius um, as uh, using the uh, you know physical modeling, that you know it's it's very it's it's a, it's a practice that has been uh, adopted by musicians uh, a lot, you know, to develop physical models of such and such instruments and so on. If you can put the uh, detailed parameters of the acoustical behavior of a Stradivarius and then plug in an old you know, cheap violin in it and make the system to change the sound on the spot, um, I think theoretically it's possible. Um, but I, I I don't think it's a computing problem. I think it's a modeling problem. It 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 is, you know, as long as you've got the model, and the model is realistic enough to give you that very fine detailed result of that differentiates, say, cheap violin from a Stradivarius, then you have to find a way to implement it, and probably then because quantum the computers may be Um, faster or or more reliable or, or more suitable for this kind of modeling, then perhaps,
0: yes. I'll I'll sell for a Guarneri as well. It doesn't have to be a Stradivarius. Yeah,
1: I think um, I think you'd better have the Stradivarius yourself. <laughs> I, <laughs> if, wish, yeah. I wish. I wish I could afford know, it. Uh, it's cheaper than a quantum computer.
0: <laughs> well, for now, but we'll see. For now, yeah, yes, of course. So, um, Eduardo, how can people get in touch with you to learn more about your work?
1: Well, you can. Um, you can search me on Google, You'll probably find me there. But my email is eduardo.miranda at plymouth.ac.uk. That's my university address, um, and it's very likely that uh, we will read it.
0: Eduardo, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Thank you, Yoval. It was a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you.